imagine thousands and thousands of acres of farmland throughout Kent County replaced with thousands and thousands of acres of steel and plastic and, uh, after a few years, leaching of lead and stuff into the soil. Well, that's the dream of a lot of these energy companies, the solar companies. That's what they'd like to do. They'd like to replace farmland there with solar. And there's good reason for them to do this. Governor Carney and Democrats that run the state want this. Uh, they want 40% of all your energy to be supplied by renewable energy. But where do you put it? I mean, if you're going to uh, require Newcastle County and Dover and all that to, to have solar energy or wind energy or something, where are you going to put these things? Well, the farmland. But then you've got farmers who are saying, I don't want the million bucks. I don't want the two million bucks. I, I'm one with the land, and uh, and I like growing corn and and feeding Americans as opposed to just saying, oh, okay, we're going to harvest sunlight. Good luck seeing that in a cellophane package the grocery store. So in uh, in Dover, Kent County, in Levy Court, uh, there's been a lot of debate about this, and uh, and I'm very happy, very pleased that some farmers brought this to my attention, and that other farmers learned about this. Really, because of this program, they were not aware that this was happening. Now, I want you to know that Eric Buxton is chair of planning for uh, for Levy Court, and and he and I have talked a couple of different times. He was on the program just the other day. We were talking about a meeting that occurred just last night. It was a committee meeting to talk about having a moratorium on this kind of thing. In other words, uh, let's figure this thing out and, and let's think about it. However, there are some details uh, about moratoriums that uh, Mr. Buxton knows that you and I are not aware of. At least you may not be. Maybe you are. And I thought we'd share them with you today. So, Eric, thanks for being on, sir. Sure. Appreciate the invite once again. Oh, yeah. Look, this is a big deal. Um, if, if you're driving through, uh, let's say, Smyrna, and you see this ginormous solar farm, you know, five or 600 acres or something, you say, wow, that's kind of cool. But you don't really think about what does that really mean uh, when it comes to growing crops, waterfowl right there by the marshes and such. So you said, and I remember on the program, that you're going to recommend uh, having a moratorium on this to figure things out. So now that you've had the meeting last night, what does it really mean? So the goal, the goal is to uh, to grasp what we're dealing with. The moratorium or a moratorium can provi provide uh, time to do just that if that is what is required to do so. Um, during the discussion last night in talking with staff and some of the procedures, the legalities of introducing a moratorium and effectively adopting it and then getting it rolling, um, it became clear that it would be more effective to not follow the path of a moratorium, but to simply identify in our current codes, what do we want fixed? Let's get to work on that right away. Uh, let's get some language changed, uh, and then let's introduce that for change. Let's introduce that for corrective action. That's the path we decided to take. I'll tell you why. The moratorium itself and we know this because we attempt. Well, we did a moratorium. We, I say, the county, many years ago, uh, possibly I think it was 16. And what we learned was the moratorium itself. There's a line in the sand that's drawn, and anything after that gets stopped. But anything before it shall continue on as if there was no moratorium in existence. So. 
if the goal in the moratorium in folks' minds was to stop any and all solar farms from, from coming forward from this point on, today on, the moratorium would not do that. And so legally. does that mean then that anything that's already in the pipeline would be uh, would, would still be valid and still be alive for, for construction? For consideration and approval. For correct. consideration and approval, okay. Yes, and some of those that are obviously already under the construction phase, yes. This was a land use moratorium. It was not uh, a moratorium to decide whether or not we are 100% for or against solar panels, um, their concerns to whatever the environment may be. We could use this time to decide to ban them in its entirety if we choose to because we don't like the science. You could do that. But the reality is it was a land use moratorium to decide we have this situation. What do we want to do about it? Do we want it to occur in any location in the county or do we want to target areas where it should be? And what do we want them to look like? I think that's where we're headed. I know that's where we're headed. All right. So since you're not going to have a moratorium, but uh, you're going to have ongoing discussions about this, does this then mean that uh, that any project, and I guess we're talking about this very specific project uh, there in Smyrna, uh, is no longer on the table when it comes to levy court? See, that's and that's key to the details. What we want and what we're legally able to do are two different things. What folks want is for us to stop that project. I'm not saying I do. I'm saying the folks that are in that area, that's what they'd like to see levy court do. We don't have the legal tools to do that. They... As I argued the night of the vote, when I voted in favor of it, they followed the procedures as they existed legally and lawfully, and they continue to do that. So, yes, they're coming back for a second review. If we don't like that, the courts should work to change our rules, but we should not, at least my mind, should not try to stop a process that was legally adopted. In other words... Tell that company, well, we've decided we don't like you, so we don't care what the law is. We're just going to stop you. I just don't. That's not how I want to operate as a government. I know that causes harm because I know the folks out there that don't want to hear that. But for me personally, that's where I am. And uh, you wanted not to have a moratorium because if you did have a moratorium, that project and perhaps any others already in the pipeline would likely be able to go forward. And and you want to have a conversation before any of these projects go forward about uh, what the folks in uh, Kent County want to have happen. Yeah. Just so we don't get, I don't want to mess it up too much. I wanted to have the moratorium because I thought it was the most effective way to stop the tracks or stop the train. Yeah. Keep anything from entering the pipeline so that we could make the necessary changes. We could still do that with the moratorium. The problem is anything that's already in the pipeline continues anyway. And here's what we learned when we introduced the moratorium. It had a negative effect because the county experienced several applications presenting themselves because they learned of the moratorium. So we oh. kind of have a, a little whiplash there where folks who are savvy with the law and code said, well, we're going to have to present now. We don't want to wait till this moratorium occurs, so we got to go now. Wow. So you actually had these uh, solar panel companies come in, and uh, they were uh, presenting applications before you could vote on a moratorium so that those applications were already be in the pipeline, 
and and they would not be subject to any moratorium. So is the that right? Explanation to the staff in the testimony last night was that yes, the moratorium has appeared to present a a statement to the folks in this business that hey, you, you might want to get your applications in early. Yeah. And in fact, we had to present two new ones present early. Now I'll get back to something that's kind of important for me. It's a challenge, right? Because I don't see the the private sector as the enemy. We can discuss all day the elected officials who believe in this, <laughs> yeah. this industry. And we can talk all day about how they're incentivizing the industry. But the industry itself, they're just in it to make money. They don't apologize for who they are. They're not coming to the levy court saying we're going to save the planet. They're telling us that it's an effective business model. The way the system's set up, when we plant these solar panels in mass quantities on relatively inexpensive land next to a transmission line, we've got a fairly effective revenue investment stream for long term. That's their model. That's, that's what they're doing. That's what the companies are doing. What the government's doing is incentivizing that pot by mandating this 40% portfolio. Right? They're stating very clearly. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you got a 40% uh, uh, renewable energy in Delaware by the year 2035. Yeah, that's, right. that's, that's, so that's what the politicians are saying. Sure. Now, we had a very effective meeting last night. We had uh, a representative from the Farm Bureau as well as several uh, numerous uh, large landowners uh, who talked about what they thought we needed to do. Um, we had uh, a representative from uh, one of the utilities there uh, from the Delaware Co-op, well-versed in and how this works, and he gave great testimony. And of course, we had uh, someone from the state. In fact, Senator Hansen was there. And of course, Senator Hansen is probably uh, a leading driver, proponent of the 40% um, mandate. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, you know, she's, uh, I, I mean, you know, in my opinion, I've seen this because she got money from every state in the uh, in the union. Mm-hmm. I mean, she's, mm-hmm. uh, she's on with this big, you know, national push for this. And yet you got local farmers saying, well, wait a minute, this. I understand you have a national push for this, but locally it's going to damage and hurt farms. In fact, I want to get to Don. Don owns a farm yeah. down there right across the street from where it's going to go, and he's one of the first people I talked to about this. And, Don, you're on with uh, with Eric, Eric Buxton of uh, Levy Court there in, uh, in Kent County. Uh, what, what do you want to say or ask? Um, I'd, I'd like to ask him if you just took the word solar out and you put the word nuclear in there. You're going to cover the whole entire farm with nuclear reactors, coolers. Yeah, like a, a small nuclear utility. reactor like they have in France. Sure. Well, <laughs> yeah. What would you have? What what what, what would you have uh, said to that? What I would have said is, what is the law, the current code as it exists today? And if we don't like it, let's change it. But I do not want to be an elected official. That does not follow what I legally adopted. I just don't. So if I want to ban solar farms or I want to ban nuclear farms, heck yeah, ban them. Let's do it. Let's work on doing it. If that's the law, yeah. Don? I I agree with you there, but I just just disagreed. I just don't see where you don't have the the legal authority to do that. I just just don't understand. All right. When we change the ordinances, we certainly do now. You could argue that uh, that the levy court, um, well, 
they would not be in front of us if they didn't have the the conditional right to seek an approval. And during a conditional uh, hearing, you're you're specifically asked to put conditions on a project. Um, the other commissioners disagree with my my um, my position. They believe that. They simply have the right to weigh in and make a decision, and for that reason, you you were successful. And I commend them. I don't pretend to be perfect. Yeah, I, I mean, I I believe they're the ones that decided against it going in. I I mean, I believe they were personally. I believe they were. I'm not a lawyer, but I I believe they were absolutely legally correct in doing so. I think right. that just because there's a, condi- a conditional clause that utilities can go on an area doesn't mean that they can basically come up with anything and do anything they want to do. Well, if I may, uh, let me interrupt. Let me interrupt. Actually, you do have eminent domain, and eminent domain does cover uh, the transmission of energy. Right. And mm-hmm. and honestly, if if uh, Stephanie Hansen, uh, Senator Stephanie Hansen, or others decide, you know what, well, we want to push this thing through, no matter what you want, they probably could uh, get organized and push through this uh, through eminent domain. It'd be nasty, it'd be yeah. ugly, but uh, they're if, legally they could probably get away with that. I don't know. What do you think, yes. Eric? Uh, legally, they could, and that's that's the law. Um, but however, there's no mandate there. There's no force there. So no, that'd be a heavy lift. And the public can weigh in. You can decide simply this. Uh, the law allows me to do it. It also allows me to say no. I want to speak to something that's very important that Don mentioned because you have to understand something. I'm in a room at one time with 100 and some people who are all desiring of me to vote in one direction. That's not mm-hmm. an easy room to be in. I stuck to my guns and what I thought was right. doesn't make me right. It's what I thought was right. But here's what Don said that they have the free right to do whatever they want. No, 100% not. They presented themselves, the application, as a conditional approval. They do not have a right to do whatever they want. They have a right to say, we want to do a solar farm. They wanted to eliminate trees. They wanted to max out the lands and other things. The levy court could have very easily said, heck no, we're going to reinstitute all the trees, thousands of trees. We're going to lower your footprint to 100 panels, and those panels are only going to be on this side of the property. We could have done all that. And if the applicant said, well, we don't agree to those terms, and Eric Buxton would have said, I'm sorry, then I vote no. And we would have been legally within our right to do that. What we can't do is just simply say, I don't like solar farms, I'm voting no. Okay. That's the problem. Gotcha. Uh, Don, any other uh, question? Um, I just, I just think what we need to do, I mean, this was, this was a, a disaster about to occur. It was narrowly averted then. Yes. Whatever sure. we need to do to avert disaster from occurring with the, with this covering this area, you know, this way. Uh, yes, because you're talking about hundreds of thousands of really good farmland, and it would, yeah, it would mean, be this disastrous. Is, this and these things can last These things can last 25 years, but they do uh, report they, they leach uh, lead and uh, and other metals uh, into the ground. And this is ground that's farmland. Don, I, I totally get that. Um, okay. Do I have time for one other thing? Okay. Don? Um, uh-huh. Yes. Okay. Um, the, uh, this area... Uh, provides the feed for the chickens downstate. Um, if if we don't have this area, I mean we're we're going to lose that. I mean, I mean if you want to use a utility or whatever, but but we're gonna we're gonna lose that ability to feed the chickens yes. 
And I don't know if the infrastructure is going to survive, you know, bringing in grain from out west to, you know, for chicken feed for the farmers. If I mean, I, I see this. No, it's a good point. There, there are a lot of pieces to this that have not been considered. And that's why uh, I, for one, really appreciate Eric Buxton saying, listen, there are a lot of moving parts here, a lot of things we don't know. We're at a point now where... With Levy Court is saying they don't know what they don't know and need to learn a lot more about this. For example, we just uh, started learning about you know the fact that these uh, solar panels can deteriorate and leach metals like you know perhaps even lead uh, into the ground. So, Don, thanks for the call, sir. I appreciate it. All right, yeah. thank you. All right, and I want to ask uh, I want to ask Councilman uh, Buxton yeah. now. Where do you go from here? Well, and that's an excellent leeway into it because. Don's a good man, and, and I enjoyed the conversation. We are, we are together in the aspects that we need to do a better job. We need to protect land like the one he's identifying. That's where we go next. We have to identify the tools that we have available that we can enact that say, on this land, it's not suitable for solar farming. However, there are lands where we will accept it, and that's what we're creating now. There is value-based uh, determinations. So, for example, in our ag land preservations, we create, I think it's a five-point system, I'll call it, mm-hmm. of value in each land. And the higher the value of the land, the more likely it is that it will get into the agricultural land preservation um, program, the more value it has. And we've got a little matrix that we use to do that. What we want to do maybe is use that same to identify the ones that are low scored, that are maybe a one on that category. And then those lands would make sense. If we're going to accept solar farms, utilize that land as an option for solar farms versus our fives. And that, that land that Don's talking about, that's a five. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's I know. Best stuff. Well, Eric, that's an you, example you, of where we go. I just want you to know, you bring a lot of thoughtful consideration to this, and you explain it in such a way that uh, us city and suburban folk uh, understand. And it really is meaningful to those of us yeah. living in Delaware. And I appreciate you uh, being part of the conversation. And every time I call, you say, yep, I'd be glad to talk about this. <laughs> yep, uh, be transparent and share it with everyone. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate you. Eric Buxton and... Uh, He's Levy Court uh, Commissioner.